0: Hello and welcome to Epic Loot Radio. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me, we've got a panel of guests that are amazing content creators. First, you know him well. He's been here on the show many times before Khan, Welcome back to the program. How are you doing today, dude?
1: I am uh, hectic. That That's how I describe my my latest week or so it's like always hectic i'm always thinking about so many different things working on so many different projects going completely and utterly insane i was actually kind of surprised you're like we have a panel of amazing content creators and i'm like crap does that mean i didn't make it on the show what the hell is he talking about <laughs> he got he got
0: cut <laughs> right as the intro was running we just yeah, exactly. go right click <laughs> remove uh, I, I have to speak truth all the time, and I am sorry, sir. You didn't. You didn't do the job. But go yeah, ahead. Man. I,
1: I didn't make the cut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and guys, if you haven't seen his face before, if you're not following Hunting for Games, Hunter, welcome to your first Epic Loot Radio. Thanks for coming. I know, I'm
2: I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for inviting me out. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, I know, dude. It's uh, it's always fun. Like one of the things, kind of like how the, I guess the the meat is made or whatever the term would be, is like how how like sausage how the sausage is made <laughs> behind the scenes. Baseball is that. Like the hardest thing about podcasting is like scheduling. It's because it's like everybody's schedule. like you got like lives, families, you know, work. And it's like so We when you said because we've been actually trying to do a collab together, Hunter and I, specifically on Final Fantasy Eleven, And so hopefully you guys stick around for that. That's going to be the plan, uh, you know, for, for that coming up. But beyond that, it was like, hey, are you? Oh, you're free on Friday. Just come on the podcast. We got a lot to talk about. So what are you up to, dude? What are you playing? And how's life doing?
2: Oh geez, life's life's good. I uh, I've been playing a lot. I I'm having a bit of a I don't know how to describe it an MMO bounce moment mm. where I'm I'm kind of bounced between uh, Final Fantasy XI, which is you know obviously always always there in the background, but the retail version, uh, a private server version, and uh, I've I've gotten a bit of a resurgence of my interest in in fourteen lately. So I've been trying to catch up for uh, for Endwalker, but it's tough it's tough keeping up with multiple MMOs at the same time. So it's it's been hectic oh, yeah. gaming wise plus i finally got my hands on a, a ps5 so it, it's kind of thrown a bunch of single player games i had on the backlog forever uh just been working it's, my way through those
1: okay now listen you have you have to play demon souls at this point come on
2: i can't wait demon souls is the only one of the dark soul series that i beat uh every other one i made it to some variation of poison or death and i was like i can't go any further but demon souls <laughs> i did beat i loved demon souls i can't wait demon to play it on, on ps5 it's, good it's stuff.
0: kind of fun. I'm going to let you guys manage something real quick because it's saying that this is private. So we're going to go ahead and set this as public. A fun little behind the scenes. I was literally like seeing comments come in during the live show, but they weren't even showing up here. And that was really confusing. So I just ran a, a yeah. test and it was like, comments aren't supported on private videos. I'm like, well, <laughs> screw <laughs> you. We're not, we're like literally public right now. So we're live. It's <laughs> working. It looks like chat's flowing in right now. Uh, Sean saying, first time catching it live. Thank goodness, because this is a conversational podcast, something that should be a lot of fun for us to all enjoy. Do you want to say thanks to Keelan, WG Productions, and Vern joining the podcast legends over here on Junior Gaming Radio, helping to fund the show and keep it rocking and rolling. And also thanks to Luke for his generous donation, allowing the show to come in day and date in MP3 format. If you guys like uh, our podcast that's focused around MMORPGs and also what's going on in gaming uh, during the week, just search Epic Loot Radio wherever podcasts are found. All right. Now that I've fixed the, the, the troubleshooting problem and uh we've introduced our panel of guests in the pre-show, Ruricon, you were about to go on a rage and we were like, we should just hit live. We should just do the show. What what's grinding your what's like that's the segment now? We're just gonna turn it into it. What's grinding Ruricon's gears?
1: Okay, so I've been covering uh, a lot about the Blizzard situation, like from the lawsuit to the state of World of Warcraft development and all of that stuff. And yesterday, I was made aware that Blizzard is launching uh, an expansion to Hearthstone, which is uh, called Mercenaries. Now, you know that most Blizzard gamers, they tend to be like, you know, they tend to play more than just one Blizzard game. Right. And for the purpose of a... It's very specific statistic, which is called an MAU monthly active users. You know, if you play, say, Diablo 2, uh, Diablo 3, and Hearthstone, you count for two users. If you play Warcraft, you count for three. So the more games you play, the better it is for you. So World of Warcraft has seen a massive exodus. We've seen the numbers from Bellular and all of this stuff, right? Right. And how is Blizzard planning on fixing that well for starters they're bombarding players with a barrage of oh we'll fix everything we'll fix everything which this this is feedback that players have made on the state of world of warcraft since like the alpha you know like things like we would like to be able to change covenants freely because we know that you're not going to be able to balance this appropriately right now blizzard's going like well, you can do that now. We're going to fix it for patch 9.5. So they're basically adding a bunch of quality of life features, but a majority of the players is going like, well, it's too little, too late. You know, I'm, I'm kind of out. Some players are playing other MMOs. Some players are just like on a waiting pattern and so on and so forth, right? People are making all kinds of different decisions based on what happened with World of Warcraft. So what does Blizzard do? They grab this mercenaries thing that they're launching and they're like, hey, listen if you buy a six-month subscription of world of warcraft oh wow we're gonna give you all kinds of goodies for hearthstone and according to a video that i saw yesterday from bellylar when we're talking all kinds of goodies like i don't know exactly how much a six-month sub costs. i would imagine it's somewhere below 70 maybe 80 something along those lines roughly like if you
0: think about a 15 a month but then you get a discount so probably somewhere around the ballpark of like twelve dollars. So you're looking easily at you know seventy dollars, give or yeah. take your uh, your location. I don't know what it's like you guys in the UK. Yeah, but
1: let's let's just <laughs> let's just even let's just even say ninety dollars. It's probably less than that. I don't know because I've never bought a six month stuff. So let's say somewhere in the vicinity of ninety dollars, right? Yeah. And the amount of stuff that you're gonna get in Hearthstone is like over hundred and twenty or something like that. So basically. If you buy that six-month subscription, you're going to get over $100 in goods, so you're very incentivized, particularly if you're a Hearthstone player. There's no reason not to do it unless you already have like all of the different, all of the different cards and whatnot uh, from some expansions, because there's like so many cards that you get. And then on top of it, it's like if you do a bounty in Hearthstone, they're going to give you a special mount in World of Warcraft. So they're basically going to try to squeeze everything they can to bring their player base back. And that to me is extremely frustrating because there hasn't really been a shift in their culture. And right now, there's so much momentum behind the, you know, the everything that's happened on Blizzard that I feel like if players at this point, they just kind of like jump back, it's going to be like nothing ever happened. And nothing's really going to change, neither for the players nor the employees, which still haven't had because I've checked. Uh, like i don't know half an hour ago or whatever they still haven't had their demands met like you know they had the walkout they had like four very basic demands that they wanted from nothing they got nothing out of it so far so and blizzard's just like hey here we go and also the mercenaries mode is a gotcha that some players are (laughs) referring to as hearthstone shadow legends okay oh
0: wow Wow! So that's what's
1: been grinding my gears. I have a video coming up on that on my second channel, but it is—it's crazy. It is just like, come on, man! Yeah, like, that's, what that's the hell? That's
2: frustrating because they—they seem to—they keep reacting by—it's like giving Advil for a fever, but not addressing the cause of the fever. They—they're not actually interested in fixing the problem. They're reacting to their shareholders' concerns about losing money, which—which which isn't good from a game development standpoint or the culture of the workplace which both are now in shambles, it seems.
0: You think that the best way that they could have, you know, like protected the business was to actually like protect the business years ago, like not getting to this point. And I I said it years, uh, not years, uh, probably years ago, but it's like, I I know I was very vocal about this in the spring. I was like, Blizzard has a leadership problem. Like its problem begins with leadership and it's gonna cost them in the long run. And it's interesting, like in an unfortunate how right I was like that like there's things that I wish I was wrong about because of the implications and this was into a degree that I I couldn't even imagine just how wrong ultimately I was but Hunter we haven't actually sat down and talked about this whole like Blizzard situation especially as it relates to like an Exodus because just to give you guys some context to what we're seeing in numbers obviously I think Final Fantasy 14 is taking top spot we've seen also final fantasy 11 surging with uh ninja going and playing on private servers we've been playing a little bit like i am such a like a uh, kind of a you know like i just kind of make a little bit of progress every every week you know it's like i'm not stressed about it it's it's my literal i'm not making content content creator like escape game you know in that regards like this is something i play for me yeah um but Lost Ark over in Korea is surging to the top, not just off the failure of Blizzard, but also like the other N3 companies, uh, re- like doing lots of little gotchas, little like things that are essentially just kind of hit this tipping point in the industry. So we're seeing all kinds of movement right now. And then obviously we'll talk about, uh, on this podcast here in a little bit, the big delay that lost Ark's here in the West, but like how, are how, like from you as a content creator, like we all have different like perspectives from our communities what say you what say is thou hunter on the whole blizzard crisis
2: so it's funny because obviously my community is is heavily interested in final fantasy 11 which bleeds into fourteen two, and then a little bit wow but wow is like kind of a separate thing for a long time final fantasy 11 players saw them almost as enemy enemy games because it came out a couple years after 11 and kind of took so many took the wind out of the sail. it did it, 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 it,
0: yeah it did rush yeah it did yeah
2: um I mean th- you could talk about this for hours there's so many angles of uh personally my my interest in uh wow's kind of reckoning from a purely the gameplay element the the fall of interest um the exodus of players if you look at ignoring the company issues which we shouldn't but for the context of this conversation just like from the game um for years people have been claiming every expansion like hey it, it seems like we're missing a lot of player-requested features that that were discussed during, like you were saying, uh, like during the alpha stages, like the obvious call-outs that could be fixed. And uh, yeah. like you were saying, Brian, I think it's mostly because leadership is pushing for ways to keep players in-game and not focusing on ways to keep your game fun and enjoyable. And that's an oversimplification, but I think that's the core of the issue is that they're trying to keep players in-game, subscribed, And overall, over the years, that has just ripped out what made WoW so beloved and has created this uh, its almost like gotcha game where it's like you got to keep playing, but not because it's really fun anymore. And seeing players leave that is feels good to me because I don't want the gaming industry to go in that direction. I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate I want, your, I honesty. I, I appreciate
0: I, I your want... honesty so much because deep down,
1: deep be... deep, <laughs> that game, deep, deep,
0: good. deep down the 11th, the man. 11 player, like, okay, let's, let's, <laughs> let's set over. Obviously the obvious but horror, let's, let's just focus. Like, let's put that over the side and recognize how awful that is. But just to jump in on it, like literally the, 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 uh, the 11 player in me was like, Oh, people are leaving. Wow. Like, oh, that's- <laughs> oh my god it's evil no, I- it's so bad i'm so bad at that because it's like I, but i'm just being honest like i i it's it's a it's a whole different compartmental approach but the fact that like i went and tried wow absolutely just thought it was awful and i don't have a nostalgia for it and then at the same right. time i remember being that petty i was a <laughs> hardcore Nintendo fanboy after all like if y'all don't know this about me like I was that guy that now I go when, when I run into that hardcore fanboyism I don't meet it with like hate or anger I meet it with empathy because I remember being that way and I'm like okay let me how do we actually like soften the edges and turn you back into like a real boy. You know, in that kind of mindset. Anyway, sorry, Hunter, I, I cut you off, dude. Please. No, I'm
2: I'm glad because there's there's two sides to that. the The part that I'm excited about is that I I don't want those kind of game development practices to be rewarded with the amount of money that was flowing into World of Warcraft because that encourages other other company. Like, how does that stop a Square Enix, a Capcom, if they make an MMO, from saying like, Hey, this is this is working. It's not yeah. only making money, but it has a yeah. huge player base that must translate to enjoyable fun that these players are having. We should do the same things. And we've seen that. We've seen that with countless like, other games. But the problem is, so many. once you're in an MMO, you're so entrenched, it's so hard to leave because you're familiar with how the game works. You've got time invested in the game and it, it's hard to get out. So I feel like those numbers have been inflated for years with fans they are just like, I love what World of Warcraft was and I'm going to keep playing it. The other side of that, I never want to see the biggest game in especially my favorite genre of MMORPGs just fail, uh, because I feel like that that can only hurt the genre. It, it makes investors scared that hey, maybe MMORPGs aren't safe to invest to. It makes, uh, if all of a sudden like Final Fantasy 14 and this is you know, there's other games out the Elder Scrolls Online, Guild Wars 2 is still huge. Um, Destiny 2, is, a Destiny
0: two is, is another like one that like it kind of like everybody's like, oh, it's it's dead, it's dying, and it's like you go look at the numbers, you're like. Yeah, it's like, I, I wish I was that dead or dying. Yeah, I know. Game. I'd kill for that level of, of, of death meme. Anyway, go ahead.
2: But if 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 14 is the only, if all of a sudden there's only 14 on the top of a mountain, uh, that, that can only hurt its development because there's no pressure, there's no uh, evolution in other games in the industry that everyone's like, oh, maybe we should bring something like that feature into 14. That was really cool to see a different game trying that. So I want there to be competition. I don't want all the games except 14 and 11 to just like collapse because I... They'll eventually collapse too, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, seeing the the way that they've pushed uh, WoW's development over the past few years, because I've tried every expansion the past three expansions, I I always get excited. I'm like, this is the one where they they fix things and it's going to finally pull me in as a new player and start getting hyped. And I barely make it to the end of the the leveling process to, uh, and then I never get into the end games. I I just doesn't something about them hasn't grabbed me, and it's 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 rewarding to see that fans of the game are also frustrated because I'm hoping that means we push and in better directions. But no, I guess the way I did say that is good. It was kind of just like, yeah, screw wow. We, we won. I'm, a, I'm a, still standing.
0: I want to get Rory in on this. Cause it's like <laughs> Hunter and I, obviously I think have a massive bias. It's a huge, 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 huge bias. Huge. I got to go with the meme. Uh, what, what I know I said some salacious things, dude, Rory, what do you think?
1: It's like, to me, my, my bias is on the exact opposite direction. I'm extremely biased towards world of Warcraft because I have amazing memories of playing World of Warcraft. Like, I played it a little bit during Vanilla. I came in on the tail end of Vanilla. I played Burning Crusade. I played Wrath of the Lich King, which was the best expansion in World of Warcraft as far as I'm concerned. And it's like... I have amazing memories of those times and the game back then was actually really good. And there wasn't all of these systems about, oh, you have to grind this thing for the power creep because of the thing. And you have, here's this vault that gives you loot on a weekly basis. Like you're playing a goddamn mobile game. It's like now Blizzard, all they have is systems. Like when people make the meme of World of Warcraft system lands, I know that it's a meme, but it's actually true. It is what we have. We have all these different systems. And to me, it actually hurts to see, you know, the game become as bad as it is. But in a way, it's also kind of vindicating because that gives me hope that, you know, if the game is going this bad and Blizzard are suddenly making all these different changes, can we enact meaningful change into the culture of Blizzard? You know, not even just for ourselves as players, but also for the employees. Because, like, one of the main reasons why the game sucks right now is because the employees aren't being paid and it's like look you pay people in peanuts you get monkeys like what do you expect well and That's then just you, the way it's gonna work. you also
0: have a bad environment so that it's like you're stressed out yeah. and you're kind of like i'm just and, and you want to make good games so i i when it comes down to the leadership kind of thing that i brought up it's like i bet you have a community of developers there, passionate about making games willing to take less money because they're at blizzard because they're working on world of warcraft and then they, they want to do this i had a friend Uh, I still have a friend. She's, she's alive, but she was really excited about teaching and she was, she went to college for teaching. This is what she was going to do. She became a teacher and she loved it. And then after two years she quit and it was, she was done because it was that she wanted to teach, but there was all this bureaucracy that just destroyed what I saw for six years as just somebody who was just passionate about teaching these, these kids. And so it's like, I kind of was like, Oh my gosh, there's, Like that's what I felt was happening within the blizzard devs where like, I'm sure they were like, yeah, we hear you. We see this feedback. We've got this information and we can't do anything about it because we're just hit. Like we're sitting in 16 meetings every day. I was, I remember one time, like, and this is not within game development, but I was in this meeting all day. It ended up being like multiple meetings but we started the morning in meetings we ended the morning in meetings i ended the day in meetings well and then at the end of the day they're like hey what's the status of this that we met we talked about at the beginning it's like i've been sitting literally here all day like i have not (laughs) i've been taking notes and been kind of relaying messages the status is we got your request this morning and we haven't done anything with it like and i was just flabbergasted because the person asking it should have obviously known that but i think it was more performative uh, in in its nature. Um, so that's just kind of where I, I, I fall in, in, in line with it. And that's where when we talk about like, like games that have really struggled, when you go look at them, it's like they're spending more time where they're just, they're just watching numbers and they're not really catching the drift that, that players say. I think that's one of the biggest yeah. feedback is like, like i put my feedback into youtube gaming all the time <laughs> like they'll, they'll tweet out something and i'm like hi brian here i'm a youtuber like we haven't heard from anybody over at youtube gaming in like 18 months it's really cool that you're buying like you know dr lupo and tim the tat man i'm really gra- happy for those guys but like are y'all working on anything you said you were 18 months ago what's in the pipe what's in the pipeline hunter do you got any uh, intake on uh, and i want to get Rory's thoughts as well but we've seen some big shifts is YouTube making moves. Like are are you as a YouTuber uh, like thinking of, uh, you know, it cause I know you stream over on Twitch as well. I think we all do. Yeah. Well, what are yeah. your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think uh, it, if, if you're a streamer on Twitch right now, and this is, you know, <laughs> I'm not like reading the tea leaves super. I, I didn't see this coming. Like, I, I think you have to be thinking about shifting to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Now we were talking about this a little bit before, but like, I think YouTube still has to do a few more things to become the streaming powerhouse that that Twitch is from like a day in day out community like you you hang out and sit there and like on Wednesdays we we stream. Um, I I don't think they're quite there yet, but they're clearly putting putting money into it and. I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Harris Heller uh, Alpha mm-hmm. Gaming. Yeah, he uh, he recently made the switch from from Twitch to YouTube, and that's the whole foundation of his his business and his uh, YouTube as well stream has been about live streaming. And his jump to Twitch was my first like wake up call of like oh or jump off of Twitch. I was like I I might I, I should maybe pay attention to this because if he's if he's leaving that can't be good because he admits that right now with the way Twitch works. Um, for streamers, that it is your full-time business, you can make a lot more money on Twitch. So it's very hard for people to leave Twitch. But looking ahead to how Twitch has uh, updated their platform in the past few years, and, and what YouTube has done, and what uh, in theory YouTube could do, um, he he thinks YouTube has the the leg up in the future. Which is, it's I would definitely pay attention to him not to me i don't see i'm terrible with insight i will always be the last person off the train like oh everybody left We're, are we going somewhere new but um
0: <laughs> well i love it because yeah, you, you mean, cover a lot of final fantasy 11 and it's like it just feels very thematic to me <laughs> yeah right
2: it's like oh I, are i'm we with the you game i'm still playing final fantasy 11 over here um yeah so i i think uh i think we'll see a lot of people start shifting to youtube i i um the community that we've built on twitch with with hunt for games is is so awesome that i i hate to yeah, and try to shift that and that's my biggest fear is like i don't want to lose anybody um if i had like 100 confidence that everybody that hangs out with us every week on twitch came with us to youtube like i would i would probably have shifted already but i i can't guarantee that that'll happen and the uh the experience that we have on twitch is fantastic i would love for instead of seeing this come true where youtube is just the clear winner i would love to see twitch enact some of the changes that the community has been asking for and and fight back a little bit i mean amazon's got got big big pull big bucks they could totally do it if
0: they I, wanted to I I hear they're spending money on delaying lost Ark so I I don't I don't know yeah you, <laughs> you got buckets here you got buckets over there I want to go I want to yeah I want to toss over to Rory because uh specifically like I think you have a lot of insight when it comes to the platform like you have been very successful over on YouTube uh your streams I think are very like I find them fun to, to work and lurk on not only because you just made me a mo- moderator I do appreciate the uh the the, uh, the Be a vote of confidence, um, ban, 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 ban,
1: (laughs) (laughs) just bring out the ban hammer, Ben. Just like,
0: yeah, guys, it's I finally have a taste of power. Um,
1: I think, um, it's very dangerous, uh, for people to suddenly make the move from Twitch to YouTube because I think that a lot of people are going to see this, you know, that um, I don't know how many people even know that, uh, JD Courage was also someone that YouTube kind of just like grabbed Mm -hmm. that was last year, I think.
0: They just like been, but it's not like- Was this. it last year? Yeah. Wasn't it been
1: a while? I thought it was like 19. I'm it not could sure because I feel like that happened- The COVID like year. It's
0: a co- It was a COVID yeah. year, Like,
1: <laughs> but But it's like, so they got uh, Courage in here and then it's like, they got Dr. Disrespect for free yeah. because of because Twitch just like did something. We we still don't know exactly have what no happened. idea what. A, lo- a lot of people and the theory that makes the most sense is that Twitch didn't feel like paying the, the million contract because he was probably- leveraging an offer from Mixer to get more money from Twitch and then Mixer exploded. And Twitch said, well, now we don't have to pay you if we get rid of you. <laughs> like, that's like the working theory, but you know, nobody actually knows for sure. Uh, so like they have courage, they have Dr. Disrespect. What's the common with these people? They play shooters specifically right now. They play Warzone. So then they go and they get Dr. Lupa. What does he play? War zone. They go and they get Tim the Tatman. What does he play? Warzone. So they're building an ecosystem of streamers that all stream essentially kind of like the same game. So that they're trying to see will users when they get out of this stream go into another stream? Because mm-hmm. that's the thing with YouTube. It's like with most YouTube streams, I would argue like stream ends people leave they go watch vods they don't Mm. leave to go watch another stream on twitch it's the other way around stream ends they go watch somebody else they even have like that chart that links all of the streamers together and like oh if the person watches this guy he's likely to watch this other guy they have like all of that data Mm -hmm. of like what what type of groups intermingle and like cross pollinate so to speak over on twitch and so The reason why I think like for for them, this is great because they're getting like million dollar contracts. They're going to cross pollinate their audiences. It's fantastic. And it is starting to build. Like an ecosystem of streaming on Twitch. But you know, for us, we play RPGs as yeah. nothing. Like, you know,
0: <laughs> very Look at these of those over people,
1: here. yeah, like very few of the people that are watching the FPS stuff are gonna be interested in watching RPG content or MMORPG. They probably don't care about most of that stuff. So for us, these moves mean nothing. But the problem is with YouTube making these moves, I think that a lot of streamers are gonna start thinking, hey. Maybe I should move over to the YouTube. And the problem is the way that YouTube is right now, if you simply move over and do things the way that you were doing on Twitch, you're not going to be successful. Right. It's just not going to happen. Different to, You're not going to move over from Twitch from streaming every day or however often you stream to just like doing the same old thing. Because again, like I said, streaming on YouTube is an event type thing right now. So it's like whenever something big happens, which is why you can instantly tell, like to give you an idea, yesterday – Tim the Tatman, on the first day of his live stream, what last time I checked, he was, like, cracking 110,000 concurrent viewers. Today, when he started the stream, he was, like, at 50,000. And it's like, dude, 50,000, you know, it's just like, <laughs> man, <laughs> I'd settle for 1,000, you he, know? He's throwing like, he throw
0: numbers, and it's like... But, well, <laughs>
1: but it's like, if you take yeah, into consideration yeah. that just the day before, because the day before it was an event, it was his first stream coming back the, the day after it's no longer an event. It's just like, you know, business as usual. It was the same thing with um, that one time that Ninja streamed on here. He also had like, I think he broke 200,000 or something mm-hmm. ridiculous like that. Yeah. And we also have, um, you know, Doc, when the Doc first came here, because, you know, he was booted out of Twitch, he had like over a hundred, I think he even had 400. I don't know, it was a ridiculous number. And now, you, yeah, and now you go to one of his streams, what does he got? He's got like 20,000, 30,000, which again, still amazing numbers, but not even remotely comparable to when their streams were an event. Like but how many likes
0: one- did he get? That's what I want to know. How many people hit that like button?
1: <laughs> Who knows? And you guys should hit the like button on this video because a lot. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but uh, the the point that I'm trying to make is, if you come, if you're if you're someone that streams on Twitch and you're trying to come over to YouTube you need to have a content strategy. It can't just be like, you know, oh, I'm just gonna come here and continue streaming the way that I was. You're gonna drive a YouTube channel into the ground doing that kind of stuff. And you don't have the huge audiences that these other creators have that they can actually afford to do that and still like, you know, keep on trucking. It's perfectly fine for them, not even a, a remotely a problem. And I can even tell you one thing, right? When I first started streaming on on YouTube, which was a long, long time ago, because I've been doing this for a while, We even tested a feature for YouTube, like, because I was working for Broadband TV at the time who are the people that own TGN. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And we were testing a feature, and this was like literally me and two other people in my team. We were testing this feature that YouTube had, which was a multicam feature, which I think it still does. I don't see a lot of people use it. But the idea is you send multiple feeds of your stream into the same channel, and YouTube would be able to swap between those feeds. So we would have, like, say we're playing Heroes of the Storm, And we would have four camera feeds and you would be able to pick. So it's like, oh, I want to watch Rurikon. I want to watch Pally time. I want to watch some. You'd be able to choose the creator that you wanted to watch on that same live stream. And it's all built into the system. And when we tested it, it wasn't working. It was broken. So we're testing this. and It's like, hey, YouTube, we want to use this feature. We contact YouTube directly and we tell them, listen, we want to use this feature, but it's broken. So what do they do? They fix the feature and then they sponsored, um, Achievement Hunter, I yeah. think, like it's a really big channel. They sponsored that channel to use that feature that we researched and f- told them to fix. They sponsored <laughs> them to do like a, a stream showing off that feature. And I was like, Really, YouTube? Really, dude? Thanks.
0: <laughs> what would, uh, what does YouTube uh, need to do? Especially, like, I, I would say it goes kind of beyond gaming because that's one of the things Twitch really has struggled with is getting beyond gaming specifically, where YouTube has gaming culture but it also has other things meaning like what features do you think that youtube needs to bring to the forefront of live streaming to help essentially bridge that gap because not everybody's going to be getting a million dollar contract the only mmo player i could think that would be getting an mmo uh, like that kind of contract would be asmin Uh, And outside of him, like everybody else, we're just like, we're just happy to be here. Thanks so much for being here. (laughs)
1: It's it's actually very simple to fix the problem. I mean, it's very simple from a conceptual standpoint. I don't know how hard it is to actually implement, but it's super simple. The easiest thing to do is basically make it so that live streams only have a positive effect on the algorithm and not a negative one. Because what happens, say I live stream something and Mm -hmm. I leave the VOD up right? I'll yeah. leave the VOD up in my feed. And people are maybe used to different content in my channel, like they're used to my uh, Monster Hunter Rise guides. Maybe they're not interested in watching a four-hour live stream where I'm just playing Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. They're like, no, I want to see a weapon guide or something like that. I don't want to watch you play the game. And, you know, the problem is when those live streams, because, you know, they take a while to process after you finish the live stream and then they go public. I'm sure mm. you're aware of this, Brian. Yeah. And what I'm happens there. is if yes. people don't click that live stream, it has a negative effect to the rest of your content. Because for all intents and purposes, YouTube treats that live stream like a regular video. And if you put out a video that doesn't get engagement, what's going to happen is that video is going to negatively influence the rest of your content. So what they need to do, in in my opinion, my my layman opinion, right, is that you need to make it so that live streams don't have a negative impact on your content. So like, for instance, if you go to Dr. Disrespect's channel, You're not going to find his live streams there archived unless they're unlisted in a hidden playlist somewhere. You're not going to find them. Why? Because that negatively impacts, you know, the highlights of his content that he put up, puts up. And that is the problem with YouTube live stream. Like if YouTube simply did this, people would be able to come over from Twitch and just resume streaming here just like they do on Twitch and then just do videos on the side as well and that would organically grow their channel because the live streams would not be negatively impacting the rest of their content. That's all they need to do. Like, if they just do that, they'll fix the whole thing. Now, the thing is, it's easy for me to say this, I don't know how complicated it is to fix it from a coding perspective, but I I also imagine it can't be that hard. You know, just treat live streams different. They already have a different classification. Like if you go to the, to the back end of YouTube, live streams are on a different thing. They're not next to your, your other videos. There's a different thing. So they can already identify whether something is a live stream or not. Yeah. And it's just tweaking how that is going to affect the channels uh, algorithmically and that will basically make it a lot easier for people to basically stream without the downsides of hurting the rest of their content. Because you'll notice most content creators unlist their streams when they're done. Like if you look at Bellular for instance, who streams like his podcast on Bellular Gaming, he'll unlist the stream after he's done to make sure that it doesn't impact the rest of his content.
0: That's what we were doing over on Ginger Prime. I was uh, the every, uh, we were uh, multi-streaming the podcast to gaming radio and to Prime. But what ended up being, I was always just letting Prime unlist, And the reason we were going to Prime was because obviously it's got the bigger community that wants to engage with the show and makes the chat obviously lively. And also, Chat, by the way, who's here with us, you're amazing. Thanks so much for actually watching it on Ginger Gaming Radio. But when we saw that, it was like gaming radio was just really struggling because there was no like, what, why, why is this? And so from a thematic perspective, it just makes sense to have it here and that's just going to be how the, the plan rolls forward, Hunter. Like, what would you like to see change? Like, what would bring you over? I, I mean, obviously money would probably be like, uh, you know, hey, this is a uh, like C- check. Google uh, we'll here's your bag of money. Uh, well, I mean, like, <laughs> we we recognize you play MMORPGs. RPGs. Uh, that we equate that algorithmically to be a uh, how about twenty bucks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like that's like the like value I, MMO uh, MMO players have. Uh, I could,
2: will take whatever you want to send. Yeah, um, I, I think you know. One thing that twitch has like failed to grow is they've got this amazing landing page for both you know a, a single channel you can kind of devise around like a, welcome to hunt for games, even if I'm offline like a yeah. little trailer comes up now and all sorts of you can watch previous videos and clips and everything. and they never really expanded upon searchability of, of clips and like finding cool clips. like it's impossible to find clips on Twitch. You just have to dig around in a single person's going from like top to bottom of like views on YouTube, I feel like they don't have that. That like I just want to see a ton of of live. They they in when YouTube gaming came out, that's kind of what they were showing, but it still wasn't sort of that. They yeah. just need to make streaming a forefront of YouTube, and it's not. It seems like this sort of dirty stepchild that they still be like, no, but seriously, you uh, like live streaming is amazing. And we're like, okay, but but you kind of hate it. You hide it away, and unless you're subscribed to somebody. It's so hard to find live streamers. And especially if you then want to dig in in a topic like MMOs or even a game, it's just not designed around that. So like you said uh, before, if if we try to hop, if my stream ends, it's unlikely on, on YouTube, it's unlikely that somebody would hop to another Final Fantasy 11 or either another MMO stream, because there's nothing in place from a design UI perspective to enable that. So people are probably going to watch a couple videos or just leave. And Twitch encourages with, you know, the raid mechanics and Yeah, the raid um, mechanics all the things on Twitch are stay on Twitch, go to another streamer, easily find other people streaming the same game you were watching. Now, finding different people within that game can be tough cuz it's very easy to say like, "Okay, who's the top streamer in this game?" But then beyond that of like finding new content creators that maybe fit your format or your style or or what you're looking for, that can be a little bit trickier, which is where I think Twitch is kind of failing. And YouTube could be better for that because they have this backlog of videos that you could pull from to kind of get a feel for what kind of streamer are they, but it doesn't push you to anything. They're just kind of like, ah, somebody you like is streaming now. And I think like you were both saying, they just need to, they need to take it further and they're, they're not
0: yeah we'll have to wait and see ultimately uh like i i have a theory that i think something's coming down the road yes money is making people move but outside of money i think that like when you talk about harris heller like whether he knows something or doesn't it's like it just makes me go like okay there's like youtube needs uh, like a handful of things you guys kind of pointed out like uh, you know just two real real key items um you know like and they and youtube said that they were working on those items and it's been like 18 months and just been quiet so it's like i'm wondering if we're almost or they're almost ready to sit here and say okay here's our lot here here's us actually stepping into the arena and youtube's going and if they do do that it's it is like a you know a 200 you know pound gorilla just ready to sit here and and compete and i think that's going to help benefit content creators it's going to help benefit communities and viewers and it's going to help overall make uh who knows like we just talked about at the start of the show that those shifting in the wow landscape driving and then now like maybe there's a shifting in content creation landscape uh to a degree so i guess we'll we'll keep you guys up to date on our thoughts on that one now i'm gonna talk about the lost ark delay um it's kind of coupled with new world hunter have you been following new world at all let's get kind of a gauge on where you are with that game because i think uh that is going to be a piece of this conversation because i saw chat earlier Talking about how Lost Ark was delayed to benefit New World. What do you think?
2: Ooh, interesting. I hadn't heard that uh, that angle of it. Um, that would make sense. No, I I have been following New World. I have not stepped foot in the game for any of the open beta periods uh, at all. I've been I've been following its development. I'm very curious. I can't wait for it to be released. Um, I have a bad history, and this is terrible from like a content creator standpoint. But I have a bad history of uh, burning myself out in Uh, alphas and betas and then the game launches and i have no interest in playing anymore even if it's improved dramatically from the experience that i had so i I told myself with new world i was like i'm not going to touch it but i have been keeping my eye on it um because i i can't wait for it to finally be released i think it's uh september late september 28th yeah you you have the you you have
0: the date right uh and so the uh, the next open beta is the 9th through the 12th so and i i'm like i am not going to touch that open beta because i'm ready for the 28th i'm with you like (laughs) I, i i i know enough about the game that I, and that i can share publicly that you know i'm I'm just going to be like i'm ready for the 28th and also be sure to subscribe to ginger prime and 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 let and be warned about your youtube feed it it's it's going to uh it's going to ding the bell and then annoy you because it's, it's it's a stack of videos that are <laughs> going to be going a live on the 28th things. yeah anyway but like uh so yeah you got the date right uh you haven't been participating in it like what's your read from the outside then
2: so, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because it's gone through so many changes since it was announced. Um, initially, it was much more of like, a it almost reminded me of like Ultima Online style, this huge PVP open world, like free for all. And then they got <laughs> away from that, which I, I think was the right move. And this was years ago that they were like, we're not going to do that. The, the feedback is that that's not what's working. Uh, my, my first kind of warning sign was actually when they introduced the kind of stuff that I like. And they were saying, hey, we're going to start doing some, some dungeons, more questing, more PvE content, because people are saying they want that. And I was terrified because I I didn't want them to be reacting to um to like the the me player base not looking for a PvP game, jumping into some of those those alphas and betas uh and, and saying like I want I want Final Fantasy Eleven again. They're like, Oh, okay, like you guys are all asking for this. because there were there's a huge community of, of PvP players, uh PvP focused MMO players that don't really have a uh-huh. great game to look for right now and I, yeah. I want to play that game i've ever since guild wars 2 sort of uh poked me with the idea of like a character that i leveled up and then has this this pvp element that is so much fun i was like this could be great um because i never really got into the world of warcraft pvp and um final fantasy 11's pvp was this whole other thing that wasn't really worth discussing in much like so I, I i've been super excited about it but honestly after the feedback last year and they said they were going to delay it i I thought that was a great decision with you know seemingly based on the feedback and then uh this summer all the feedback that i saw from everybody that got time with it and i would love to hear yours um was that it was it was great it was just like it was right there and there was there were little tweaks missing from making it a fantastic game from but the core of it was tons of fun people couldn't stop playing it because that's what that's what you want to see the feedback from a beta is like hey there's a couple issues but like i can't stop playing the worst is when everybody says um, they're like, I, I picked it up, it seems like a good time, there's a few things missing, and I I kind of stopped playing. Because you want the foundation of it to be just grab you and you can't stop. You you keep ripping through it. And all the videos I've seen, it looks like it has every all the makings of a, a great um balance between this these PvP elements and like a lot of PvE elements that like I can enjoy from both sides. Cause I, I always say I want to enjoy the PvP and then I get rocked day one i was like you know what I, there's a reason i never play these games because like, i just immediately get destroyed um but i i'm very excited i'm glad they delayed it a little bit further i uh i remember hearing a lot of people say they should even push it out further back than that um till early next year
0: mostly I don't, because of i don't agree with the, that the, feedback The yeah.
2: falls uh heavy release window but i think the, it's coming out
0: i think the strength of it coming out and having its excitement and people can come play it and then essentially they'll go play other games but then they can sit back and say hey new update new weapons and and then essentially rather than like okay we're constantly kicking the can down it's like you got to release at some point I really enjoyed the beta I think they use this time to kind of like shore it up and and make it uh make it solid and then essentially follow it up with oh you know big update oh another big update because that's going to be what helps communicate it I think the the biggest test for New World like I've said this multiple times is its first expansion but have you been following the Lost Ark uh situation at all?
2: I have. So I I first caught Wind of Lost Ark when they they showed um, some trailers for its Korean release, which I think it came out in Korea in like 2018. So the trailer I saw yeah. must have been 17 16 and I was like this game looks amazing. It was super depressed when I found out that it wasn't getting a western release any yeah. any time in the near future. Um so I I I'd heard it was finally getting a 2021 release. You mentioned that you wanted to talk about it was actually the first news that was broken that it had been delayed to uh, 2022, which I haven't been waiting for it. So this doesn't like kill me, but uh, I I can't wait to play it. I I have been dying for a successful MMO ARPG that I can really sink my teeth into for years. And they keep uh, their the various games have continuously either been announced or come out and uh, are, are little lackluster or falling off and um lost world always seemed like it was going to be or lost ark was always the one that was this is it my only concern is um it's been so many years it's been development from uh when it started for its uh overseas release to like when we are now going to be getting it that's my only fear is i i, I i'm just terrified it's been in that release window development that, yeah hell going on
0: uh, i think the strength on that though is tied to uh the fact that with lost ark and with its success and with its resurgence especially in korea that like my fear of it is like it comes out here and then there's still there's no more development like hey yeah it's a game it's got all this great stuff i think the benefit that lost ark will have in 2022 is that it's like hey here's this new mmo that actually has been out for four years and so as a new player, like, instead of like, oh, I played it and now I'm waiting for new content. It's like, oh my gosh, like, this is a really in-depth, you know, game that you can sink your teeth into. So I think it has that strength to it. Uh Con, any thoughts on, like, was this a strategic move with New World? and Amazon move people over to get New World at the gate? Like, what do you think?
1: I don't know if it was a strategic move or not. Um, but there's definitely some cross-pollination between the, I'm, I'm using that word a lot today, the cross-pollination. Yeah. There's definitely some, it's like, let's say, overlap.
0: Pan his camera and it's like a little word of the day calendar. It's like, cross-pollination, <laughs> got it, all right.
1: But um, it's like, I think that there's definitely overlap between the, the, t- the audiences of both games, because, you know, both games are MMOs. Naturally, to some people, New World is going to appeal more to other people. Lost Ark is going to appeal more. Personally, to me, Lost Ark is more appealing to me. And I actually have a problem with them delaying it because early 2022 is Elden Ring. Mm.
0: Yes, Although, there's so it, many games, but Elden Ring's not an MMO. Crazy, right? You know, it's so I,
1: I don't care. <laughs> right?
0: Meaning, yeah. meaning you can you can play Elden yeah. Ring and then essentially like you can then jump into Lost Ark. You're not like from a time perspective. Like at some point, like I would assume I, that you you would finish Elden Ring and you're like, okay, great. I've I've done all that there is to do now, listen, that I want to do in that you game.
1: Don't, you don't finish Elden Ring. Elden Ring finishes you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm... Um,
0: Is that going to be my first From Software game that you're going to make me play?
1: You've, ne- you've never played a From Software game?
0: Uh, not yet. Like, I, I'm actually pl- having more time for games uh, now that the kids are being a little I'm, bit more uh, independent.
1: I'm leaving this podcast right now. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, on, on a serious note, it's like, I don't know if there's a, a motive specifically for them to... You know, it's like, oh, we're pushing it back so that New World is more successful. I would heavily doubt that because, I mean, they would have known. It's not like they decided yesterday that, like, oh, we're going to release this in fall. It's like they knew that, you know, um, New World is going to be released in September and that Lost Ark was going to be releasing in fall. I think that it's just what they've said. That it's like, hey, look, it's taken a lot of time to properly um, localize this. It's already localized in Russia, though, right? Is that not a thing? uh but it's, not it's english, in russia but it's
0: not english and so it's yeah. it's that and then i mean essentially they're amazon's the, the publisher so they're going to have a lot more like control and say over it and so we're yeah. talking voice acting you're talking and they, and I, it sounds like from what i got their message is that they're really trying to make sure that this is a high quality product because i think yeah. my theory especially when we talk about new world i feel new world is a really high quality product i uh, cannot wait and hope that they have a really good launch because i think that will be interesting to see. Just from a case study perspective but then if you think about it if lost ark is a high quality game you could literally be looking at all of a sudden amazon saying yeah you had a couple of duds that you never released good good call because then they could they can start to associate amazon games as a premium brand with two high quality releases i
1: definitely hope that they get something right because like with their current track record if they don't knock new world out of the park like I, I don't know dude it's like they got the money to keep putting out duds but i don't think amazon's going to be too happy with no, that
0: not at all yeah, yeah. they want to they want to release games and make money
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah Is that exactly
0: real? oh we we started a game studio charity <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> please please donate <laughs> I don't, I don't to think this charity. That's the thing. no
1: but um yeah, it's one of those things. I don't think that there's anything in, in regards to like, oh, we, we've stepped this thing out of the way so that New World could could succeed. I don't think that's the reason why. Um, and, you know, with New World not necessarily having like uh, even a, what do you call it, uh, a subscription fee model. Right. I don't think it would even be that big of a deal. It's like none of these games has like a subscription fee model. So you can play both of them if you want to, or play none if you don't want to play any of them. So my, my biggest concern is still... How pay to win is it going to be? Because I haven't really done too much research into it because it does have those items with XP boosters and all of this stuff. Um, And is it going to be supported on the level of the Korean release or are we going to be seeing like massive lag between the patches? Those are my concerns for Lost Ark, right? And also, is it going to reach critical mass? considering that there's been so much hype for this game back in like 2017 i think because people played the korean version
0: now mm-hmm. it's
1: also already in russia there's people playing the russian version like are people actually going to come over to the western version to play it when it comes out
0: i think so i, I played the the korean I version hope so, cause I so because i want to play it yeah i played the korean version and i loved it and then essentially what ended up having like kind of when you talk about losing hope uh hunter was when like i was like i is this game even going to come to the west like okay because like i can't i'm not gonna it was such a pain to be able to go play the korean version that ultimately it was like there's no way i can get my friends to come play this with me and that's just not the case but when it comes to when it eventually comes out in 2022 i think it's going to be a really good option for a game supports controller which i think anybody who's been following my content knows yeah okay brian's yeah supports controller brian's there uh it's like when when a game doesn't it's like i don't know (laughs) I might make time for it we will see and then the really the real honest answer is i'm, I'm just not going to do that right now like i'm i'm going to go to the game that's that has the con- the control scheme and that accessibility that that works for my lifestyle you know and that's not on the game or like i'm not making a judgment to anybody who doesn't have my lifestyle it's just this is that's You've the reality leveled up
1: on guild wars 2 until max level.
0: I have uh, I actually have a couple Doesn't max levels. Have controller support. Uh it technically kind of does, but <laughs> yeah, I did I know. but I've, I did go out I've and purchase uh, I did go purchase like a this Nostravos and and an MMO mouse and it was that actually was a huge help. But why am I not playing why am I podcasting with you gentlemen and not playing Guild Wars 2 right now? Like Guild Wars 2 if it's supported like if I could just pick up play it, I'd be playing it downstairs. I'd be playing it on the TV. I'd be playing like I go to the games that offer that final fantasy 14 is a real key indicator of that, um, that aspect. Now, as, as it goes for like lost Ark and, and new world, honestly, the thing I wonder is that down the road, because it's Amazon, if just like we see cross pollination with blizzard, if that's something that they all start to do, I see in the comments though, a lot of anti new world from the lost Ark fan, uh, uh, base. And I'm, I, 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 I think that there's that mindset that they feel, lost that new world is like siphoning off lost Mm, ark you what do you think
1: i don't see it i I, again i don't see it i think it would be a a dumb decision just because you know you're pissing off your player base for no reason you know it's like people want to play lost ark and i don't necessarily think that these two games even cannibalize each other because the playing the play experience of something like new world is going to be like i said there will be people that like both of them but it is so fundamentally different the way that these games play that I definitely see people, okay, no, New World is the thing for me, Lost Ark is the thing for me, and people are going to veer off towards one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And it's not like New World is even, you know, that big of an investment. It's going to be like $40, right? That's yeah. the cost of New World. New World's 40, like 40 and it's
0: 50 for the deluxe edition, so.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that because we are in the pandemic and not everybody's got disposable income, but I'm just saying, like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a $70 AAA game. Like, you have to make this big decision on whether or not... If you are struggling,
0: play. I am giving a, a deluxe edition copy away over hey. on Twitter. So if you guys are following my Twitter, uh, he's not plugging that. I just, like, I actually do a horrible job. I'm like, I need to, like, I should have plugged this stuff at the beginning. Follow Rory Khan and Hunter also. their links in the description. But... The uh, I am giving away deluxe edition, so be sure to go follow over on Twitter and retweet the uh, the tweet, and that way you will be eligible uh, to win a copy. And we'll be doing some more giveaways of the game, uh, uh, you know, and over on YouTube. Go ahead. I
1: actually meant to ask you because um, right now to get access to Lost Ark, you have to buy like a Founder's Pack that gives you like three days early access or whatever when the game
0: eventually mm-hmm. comes yeah, out. Yeah, it's free, free, but, but it will yeah. be
1: free to play, right? Yes. When
0: it comes out, yeah. So you- that's
1: another thing. Like, you don't even need to make an investment in Lost Ark to play it. So it's like again, I don't, I really don't think that Amazon is doing this to like, oh, we're giving a clear runway to New World. To me, it doesn't make sense due to how different the two games are, yeah. And even how different the two business plans are. I don't think these are going to cannibalize each other.
0: Now, They're different enough. I want to, I want to focus this as a topic that I actually have up on screen. But before I do, Tyler actually is asking, do we know if New World's going to actually have controller supported launch? We do. I have a controller guide out over on Ginger Prime, Tyler. That helps you walk through setting up the controller uh they are not going to have their native controller support uh meaning you can't like with the controller it works through steam right? it works through steam works fantastically there's a couple of things you'll still need your keyboard and mouse for but i'm assuming that it's going to run great on steam deck that's my hope i'll let you guys know when my steam deck shows up and i install a lost Ark. you're not actually lost ark on it as well but new world on it and uh in things like that but yes the controller support does work I have a guide set up already for you if you're curious you can go check that out and you can be ready for the uh, open beta or release uh but gaming and I'm I don't know what the symbol means so we'll just say gaming says uh I'm really looking forward to Lost Ark do you guys think it would be a safe haven for wow refugees or is it some uh or is this for someone who wants to play something similar uh you're uh, you're more familiar with WoW than I am. I think there's a connection to Blizzard, but I'm going to go to Rory and then when I go to uh, Hunter. I don't I don't
1: think that this is I think this is very different from what you expect from World of Warcraft. This is much closer to a Diablo than a World of Warcraft. Not even just because of the camera angle, but even in the way that the gameplay itself works, because even though I've never played it, I have seen videos on the game, and I've even seen uh, Eric's Gaming, for instance. Uh, He did coverage of this when it was available in Korea, like the first time that they announced the game, and he he was playing it, and he said that it actually felt... Uh, like some monster hunter aspects on it because of the action combat so this is very different from world of warcraft and i don't, wouldn't say necessarily that if you if you're someone that really enjoys world of warcraft you're going to really like um the lost ark i think that for world of warcraft players you're probably better off uh with guild wars 2 or final fantasy 14 i think those are a little bit closer to home uh in in my opinion
0: what do you think hunter
2: yeah, stole my answer. Uh, no, I think the uh, cheating the biggest off my thing, homework. <laughs> yeah, you you have my notes over here. Um, yeah, the biggest thing is coming off of uh, of something like World of Warcraft. What I search for, and I know a couple of friends that have a similar MMO background, is what what makes Lost Ark an MMO. Because when I look at it, the first things I see are Diablo or torchlight or other action rpgs that have played in the past which I, are some of my favorite online um rpgs to play with friends but doesn't make it an mmo like there's a there's, there's distinction and there's an answer And like lost ark i do think should be considered an mmo but i think the fact that you even have to ask shows that there is a difference between the experience that you'll have coming from a world of warcraft where looking at it it is key what you're you're getting in that experience and like It's it's obviously a massively multiplayer online RPG and uh, Lost Ark is just different in presentation and gameplay, which doesn't make it better or worse. I think it's going to be a ton of fun, Um, but might not draw you in for the same reasons that World of Warcraft drew players in
0: the uh, having played uh, like Lost Ark. I definitely felt like it was a a massive evolution in Diablo and I was like, I think blizzard and diablo are in trouble when i was playing lost ark because it is that mmo and it's like so you're like you know you're online you're not necessarily like i'm in this one game um diablo 3 made a little bit was mo- moving in that direction slightly but obviously you're like in this big world you go to these cities you see lots of other players and so it, it is something that i felt was really interesting uh, interesting and exciting the gameplay the combat and more was uh the big differentiator the fact that it supported controllers was great because I was like oh yeah I'm comfortable just running through these quests doing these missions not understanding a word that's being told to me but still no matter what having a a good time with it now is this a safe place for wow refugees I think some people are going to find that uh, I think if you enjoy Diablo and you enjoy World of Warcraft I think there's you're going to find something really exciting about Lost Ark I think that's going to be a real good connection uh, and it cannot be ignored. I, I, I'm, a, I'm so happy that it's finally coming, uh, here to the West. And then I started getting excited about it and then they delayed it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I should have probably not gotten excited about it until it actually came out. Dadgummin'. Um, you know, but at and, and its core, yeah, it's got the isometric design. So like, if that is something that you are not necessarily a fan of, I would equate it more to like uh POE, uh, you know, and so yeah. that way it's like, Hey, that's the connection that you might find uh there and then essentially if you're looking for something similar final fantasy 14 is going to be interesting new world's going to be an interesting kind of connection for a lot of uh, like i think wow players because i see a lot of players who now have come to wow i mean come to 14 and had that barrier broken down by asmongold and rich and and, and a lot of the, co- the content creator community but there's still those that are like it's just not for me it's too similar to wow and that's where i see a lot of players talking about new world because it offers something different and, and I would say very polished from the first time you actually step into the world and you're like, wow, like it feels, it feels like, you know, it, it's very immersive to me personally. Uh, what do you guys think is uh, is new world gonna like, where does it fall on y'all's radar right now?
1: Um, I mean, in, in my personal, like I've, I've already said this in, in one of the other podcasts, it's like, I just wish that they wouldn't, like, that starting quest that you have, I just wish it wasn't so back and forth and back and forth and back. and Like, yeah. it It kills it. Like, I can't even read the quest anymore because I'm just like, look, I can't, I, I just want to get out of here. I just want to get out of the, There's a thousand people in this beach. Just let me leave. I just want to go some, somewhere else where it's more quiet. There's too many players around here, you know? So it's like, I wish it wasn't as strict with you needing that main quest to get yeah. the, the staff of whatever. Yeah, I agree. I wish they just, hey, look, you can just craft this staff and you Buy can come it. back and do yeah. this quest whenever you want. And that to me would be like such a massive improvement where it's like, hey, good, I just want to go over to a random village and do quests over there. Like I just want to find a random village that I like on a zone that I think is cool and just do quests in that zone and have fun over there and just like not even touch the main quest like for main quest I already have a game where I want to play the main quest and that's Final Fantasy 14. that that's yeah. my main quest game and so I don't want as much of like these linear directed questing experiences from new world I want it a little bit more sandbox which this is one of the reasons why I've actually been playing um, you know whenever I have just a little bit of free time I play a little bit of Guild Wars 2 because it gives you that sandbox it's like that freedom hey, you want to go to a zone and just like do random stuff go to a zone and do random stuff and i'm like i love this this is amazing exactly what i want
0: 100 <laughs> percent, man uh, i get a I get a vibe when i was playing uh, new world for the first time of final fantasy 11 and it's essentially for me like when kind of when i step into the world and I actually like cut down my first tree and having that sense of like they've brought in that that main quest and i i definitely we uh talked about this on the last podcast but I definitely feel and want them to bring back more of that open world fighting yeah. of enemies because like they were like okay we're gonna get more of the quest you know experience and it's like no 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 like that's fine if you want that as an option but it should be an option because yeah. i like to just go out and run around and explore and like run into enemies and get into trouble and, and and make some chaos and i hope that we'll see that adjustment with the with the launch but uh do you feel any uh like uh when you look at new world uh hunter do you see any kind of parallels uh to final fantasy 11. uh i i saw more in Va- uh, valheim which is a game we both played and i i actually started playing that because of your video um <laughs> but yeah go ahead i'm gonna give you four.
2: yeah i at a glance no the the one thing that has me very excited and it's gonna sound like really boring but the the gathering and the harvesting the way that they they handle that in new world i think is one of the the coolest things that draws me in from like a final fantasy 11 player because everything You get close to anything, a bush, a stick, a twig, a a full tree of rock. Everything is harvestable. So it it makes me excited for the exploration aspect, which is one of my favorite parts of Final Fantasy XI, like zone design. It's just like always, what's over the next hill or around the next corner? Is it a notorious monster? Is it something, uh, a new camp that we could farm in or, or gain XP in? And that, I think, is one of the cooler parts of what New World's doing, is that like I, because of that density, it's... Easy to get excited about exploration and trying to find a new section that has a, a plethora of of useful um, ingredients that I could harvest, uh, whether it be from from enemies or from various gathering or fishing. Um, finding those like hidden ponds could be so much fun. Other than that, I'm I'm really excited about the game. I think you guys are right. My the the heavy focus on PVE and especially this like main story quest kind of drives me away more than it draws me in, which is funny because that's the kind of game that I love. Uh, Final Fantasy Eleven, Final Fantasy Fourteen thrive on that whole concept. But Eleven did have more of that, like, yeah, do it whenever. You, you just go. Just go kill things until you level up for a while. And then, like, a week later, I was like, I guess there's a quest somewhere I should go find. And I'm worried that um, too much focus on that will detract from the other cool elements. And it's funny that I say that because my other big fear is that I'll never... Be, I'll be too casual to get into the really fun 50 versus 50 PvP elements that sound amazing, but I could totally see myself being, you know, a little bit under level cap or haven't kept kept up with my gear. And the, the day comes where we're gonna do some raid against, you know, the uh, one of the zones that that my guild in theory is trying to take over. And I'm like, ah guys, I'm I'm not gonna be any help for this. I haven't been playing enough because I'm always pulled in so many different directions. I love I love the idea of PvP games, but um I always feel like I need to fully invest in them to to get the most out of the PvP element, or I'm I'm left behind and I get squashed. And I'm worried that'll happen here. I'm hoping that's not the case, but that's that's mostly just me with my fear. See, Brian,
1: I want I want to point out that none of us are excited for that main quest.
0: (laughs) I was like, when they said they were going theme, like they're like adding theme park elements, I go, that makes sense to help that translation. I'm more excited for the sandbox effects. Like you talk about not being able to get in a 50 V 50. Like, honestly, I'm like, I don't care if I get into one. Awesome. I'm, you know, I'm excited to experience that. But like, I'm just as happy as going around, chopping down trees, making arrows, selling them on the market for hopefully a profit going around you know like it's just like i want that because i already have like you said it perfect rory i already have that questline mmo yep. and story that i'm hyperly invested in with 14 i don't need this to be 14 i need this i want this to be different enough that it's you know and so then like i get that you should have something but i i want new world to be a sand park it should be not a theme park or not a sandbox yeah optional okay.
1: It's like I know you got the hookups over there so you got to clip this the Senate them like listen, listen guys ease up on that main quest okay let it be optional and it's like the players that want that quest they can come do it cuz there's going to be a lot of people that already have they're already getting their story fixed somewhere else and I think that yeah. even a large majority of those people are going to be getting their story fixed in 14 because of the the recent shifts in MMO population and whatnot and it's like look you on your brand new game You're not going to beat 14 in story. I don't care how good you, it's just not going to happen. It's just straight up not going to happen. Like, you shouldn't even try to beat it on that purpose. Like, sure, build out your world. I think it is important. Build out your lore, but like, don't make it a focal point of the player experience because right now it is what it is. It is a focal point. Like, you get introduced to the game, you get on that beach, and you're kind of like forced to basically do it because if you don't do it, you're going to miss out on. A lot of progression with the, the staff that can close yeah. the the things you need
0: not... it to, to be able to do those yeah. the and those are a lot of fun and those are a yeah, lot exactly. of fun you can still do them without but you just need somebody there that can correct, actually close it with the thing. otherwise you're like i'm just killing these monsters until they kill me for uh, no reason for no reason <laughs> for no reason but uh it's gonna be interesting to see obviously we're looking at you know the official date actually not moving this time uh so it's just <laughs> a few more weeks uh till that release we'll have a couple <clears throat> of months after that we'll get lost ark we got Final Fantasy 14 in November. Uh, so Dude. many big releases. Elden Ring in the at the beginning of, of the year. Uh, you know, so guys, be sure to follow Ruricon for, especially Elden Ring. He's he already committed that he's going to stream that over on mm. YouTube Gaming mm. as an event. Uh, yeah, yeah, so um, Hunter, I want to... Go ahead, go blind ahead. Blind yeah. gameplay. Blind, blind gameplay. Blind so gameplay. Awesome. Perfect. Um, Hunter, like, what do you got uh, going on? What can, we, what can you promote?
2: Geez, nothing. Nothing at all. No, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> It is funny. I feel like I'm waiting for the same things everybody else is waiting for. I'm really excited for, for New World at the end of the month. Definitely going to have some content coming out around that. Uh, we've been streaming a lot of uh, 11 private servers, as well as we did uh, our first 14th stream in a while last night, which was a lot of fun, trying to catch up and make sure we're ready for for Endwalker. Because I've never missed a, a launch day, and I've realized I'm like I'm not actually quite <laughs> at the ready. end of the, the post content. Nothing's quite done. Um, as well as uh, hopefully Endwalker. I... Uh, it, little known fact that one of the first couple first few videos to blow up on hunt for games was actually 14 content back during like the heavensward launch and uh, at some point it sort of shifted into this 11 monster but i do love 14 i'm very excited for for Endwalker's launch we'll see uh see what Dude, comes with that
1: i've on the last few days you know what i did brian what i beat kugani tower
0: congrats man i beat tip you, of the shop. hat yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that's, that's an achievement i uh, almost have my first ever in 14 relic finished i have two more <laughs> level 70 dungeons and i'm hoping to knock those out today i don't nice. want it to be what, like what, what job i'm on my white mage and then uh nice. and then i'm going to finish it up on my uh, gunbreaker, and then i'll like i'm just like i actually have several like all in progress but i've never Ooh. finished a relic in my entire <laughs> like final fantasy 14 career and, uh, so it's kind of like, I need to, I have to get these two done because, uh, it would be so, it would be so me to be like, oh, I just got two more of these things to do. I'll, I'll get it to it later and then never do it. And it's and like, then
1: never do it. It's you know, just like, I never get to
0: it. And so I'm, that's where I'm at with that. So, uh, and then we're just doing various challenges like within 14. And then I, I think on the 28th, like, uh, you know, that I'm going to be just living and breathing in new world for at least until November the 19th. I'm very excited for that. but um, Rory, what uh, you got any video projects or anything you want to uh, promote coming up? I mean, I just did the Elden Ring video. That was
1: like my big thing. And the worst part is that when I was doing that video, I was like, dude, I'm spending hours upon hours of researching this, reading like God knows how many articles, because I didn't actually get to see the new gameplay. So I'm forced to scour the internet for every little bit of information and then use my experience in the Soulsborne series to kind of like elaborate on that. And so I spent a ton of hours working on it and then today as i was putting it together i'm like dude i spent so many hours on this I'm gonna get like no views <laughs> it's like a one guys, hour go watch video, this video go watch the video so <laughs> boring. i always feel that way it insane.
0: always feels like the, the videos i put more like the more effort i i put into a video the less like yeah. it does and the more just like Hey guys, just like sitting here and thought I'd share this thought that I, I had with y'all. And <laughs> Yeah, the random
2: like, thoughts that you spit out in 20 minutes, it's like more views oh. than any other video ever. You spend all this time researching, crafting, doing the video editing to like the absolute perfection. It's like nothing.
0: I'm proud of yeah. those videos, though. Like th- those are fun. I, <laughs> but Obviously, that's where you see less and less of those because it's like, well, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, okay, what do people really want? Um, guys, be sure to go follow Rucon and Hunter from Games. Uh, I got their links uh, tagged in the description and you guys also if you're listening live be sure to go and search uh, epic loot radio wherever podcasts are found and uh, and be sure to like subscribe to the podcast in mp3 format and if you feel like reviewing it I would recommend awesome but you guys feel free <laughs> to, let, to review it uh, anyway that you guys see fit guys do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up today's podcast have fun have fun keep gaming. Keep gaming exactly <laughs> that's that's a great thing have fun keep it's almost like uh man i i i don't know if it's appropriate but it's like where i kind of when i hear those two words together i start to think cool runnings like you get a little Jamaican accent just going on uh in, in the background of my mind i don't know if that's bad but if it is then i guess somebody will let me know all right guys this has been epic loot radio thanks so much for tuning in live uh thanks for being here and if you enjoyed the show give it a like subscribe share is the most important thing. And uh yeah, thank you guys. Love you. Love you faces. Hope to see you in our next podcast. But until then, take care.